Bro, what'd you see? Someone above the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. Nope tells the story of a brother and sister horse wranglers who set out to record the UFOs they think are buzzing in the skies above their ranch. And of course, this being a Jordan Peele film, nothing is quite what it seems. And if I'm being honest, it's not Peele's best movie. There's a lot of stuff going on here, and it doesn't really gel in the end. Still, it's a fun, if overstuffed, horror thrill ride that should mostly please Peele's adoring fans. Thumbs up! Thumbs up! What do you know about the Sierra program? Reckless mystery man you guys send in when you can officially send anyone else. The Gray Man is an over-the-top action thriller now streaming on Netflix. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans star as two CIA assassins in a duel to the death. This is pure popcorn filmmaking with lots of action, but not nearly enough fun. This would have been a much better film if there'd been more banter in between the bullets. You hurt? I mean, my ego's a little bruised. I have a huge crush. What's her name? Kelsa. The movie Anything's Possible is notable for being Billy Porter's directorial debut and for being a straightforward teen romance where one of the characters just happens to be trans. Now it's a little unfocused at times, but it's nice to see a new take on the high school rom-com genre where the trans character is treated just like another kid at school. I hate when people say I'm brave. It's not that brave if you're just being who you are. And that's what's new this week at the movies. I'm Sean McBride, the movie guy. All right, well, Friday morning, of course, that means Sean McBride, the movie guy, is here. Probably one of the best parts of the week, right? We get a... I'm your, your harbinger of good things to come. The weekend is here. You are. You're uh, my sure sign. The... Um, <laughs> your signal. Lighthouse. Lighthouse oh, in the distance, right? Where you can see it coming. <laughs> I'd get there. Hang in there. We'll get you there. there. <laughs> Couple movies on the list this week. Mm -hmm. um, maybe start... I like Nope. Can we start with that you one? You know, it's interesting. At the beginning of summer, if you would have gone around and said, what film are you most anticipating mm -hmm. here? Uh, a lot of people would have said Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic right. World, Minions if you're a kid. But a lot of people who like movies that make you think, you know, mm -hmm. no, not movies you were going to turn off your brain for, right? They would have said, nope, is that. And because of the director, Jordan Peele. And look, this is only his, only his third movie. But Get Out, it was such a great movie, mm -hmm. and Us was such a, you know, interesting movie. So people are really expecting things. I do fear he's got sort of the M. Night Shyamalan curse going on now, uh -oh. that we expect certain things from him. You know, right. that director sure. we expected to twist. This one we expect a, a, um, a horror film with some social commentary to it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that this one really is. This is kind of more of a straightforward horror film. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with that. This is a fun movie to watch. Yeah. I will argue that it's a kind of a bit of a mess at times as well, though, because he's trying to say so many things, deal with so many issues. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, and I'm not going to spoil anything here, but there's a subplot about what happens when animals misbehave. And I kind of get what he's trying to do. Okay. But I also think he could have just cut the whole thing if he wanted to. <laughs> I mean, it's two hours and ten minutes. That's not overly long, not overly overstuffed. But there's a lot of stuff going on here. Okay. And ultimately, this idea of these two brother and sister team, uh, Daniel Kalua and Kiki Palmer, they're, they've been their Hollywood horse wranglers. Mm -hmm. And something is buzzing their ranch at night. Is it a UFO? What is it? What's going on in the skies? That's the whole mystery of this thing. Um, they set up cameras to try and catch it. They get a guy from Fry's Electronics to come and help him set up the cameras, and he gets you know, caught up in the mystery. Right. And then we also have Steven Yeun who's playing an old west uh, type, you know, like a, like a small carnival type mm -hmm. impresario. 
What's his connection to this? It, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I think it is scary. I think it's. Uh, I think it's got some interesting cinematography that they purposely kind of muddy up. Yeah. Because it's. It reminded me a lot of Jaws. People saying close really? encounters, but there's huh. Jaws because you keep looking up into the clouds mm -hmm. to see if something's going by there in a way that before you know if in Jaws you look into the waves and see if you see a shark going by. Trying here. to find something. So uh, he, look, I think Jordan Peele is, is a solid filmmaker. I just think his ideas this time got a little out of control. So I still liked it. I gave okay. it three out of four stars. Three out of four? But okay. um, it's well, not quite as good as a lot of people had Didn't live up be. to the hype that might some people might expect. Yeah, exactly. So. In theaters, correct? Only in theaters, right. Okay, so that's the one that you want to go to the theaters to watch. Other options, though, if you are wanting to watch at home. So so if, if you were in theaters last week, Netflix has a movie called The Gray Man, mm -hmm. and now it's on Netflix starting, I think, today, right? I got to tell you, if you, you could tell me this is the worst movie on the list this week. I'm still going to watch it and I'm probably and still going to enjoy it. And why is that? What well, is his name? <laughs> which one? You got Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. I mean, come on. Got Ana de Armas too for, for Right, there you go. Okay, we'll get everyone. <laughs> Look, this is, this is a very expensive Netflix movie mm -hmm. and they wanted to set up a James Bond style world and the idea was they were going to spend all the money on this first film and then they were going to take out all sorts of you know, spin-offs and whatnot. And I don't think they're going to. I don't think this mm. movie is that good. It is um, basically the CIA has these assassins that they send in when they can't officially put official personnel on a case. And so we have, it's called the Sierra program, right? And, um, you know, the uh, the Ryan part, he, he gets something that the CIA wants. Mm -hmm. And are there bad guys at the CIA? So they send a, an assassin after the assassin. It's kind of a spy versus spy <laughs> thing. A lot of action, a lot of bullets flying and a lot of stylized action. So for example, there's a scene on a plane where they grab these smoke canisters to fight with. Why? Because it looks cool when you throw a punch if the smoke is trailing behind your hand. Ah. It makes no sense whatsoever. You right. break every bone in your fist, you know. <laughs> but it looks good, and right. that's, that's all that matters here. So, um, look, I, I don't think it's a great movie. I think this one's the worst film of the week. So, but that being said, you don't care. You're there for the uh, for the beefcake, aren't you? Did so. I jinx it? Did I say? Because I just said, even if you I say mean, this is the worst on the list, and sure enough, yeah, it's the worst on the list. <laughs> Well, I mean, it does seem like there is a lot going on, so yeah. that's... I you know, when, when Marvel makes an action movie, they, they mm -hmm. know to keep a light tone, they know to keep a lot of banter, and there are moments in this where they try and do that. You know, Chris Evans is kind of a weird psychopathic character, he's got some funny lines, but it's just too serious, it's too much bullets, it's too much you know, fighting and gunfights mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I, sometimes you just need a lighter touch. Right. I did notice, kind of laughed a little bit, there was a nod to um, Ryan Gosling playing Ken oh, yeah. soon. Yeah. Thought that was kind of funny, yeah, a little exactly. hint of what's to come for him. And then not the only movie that you can stream, that one's on Netflix, of course. Correct. Was that in theaters, that did you say? Yeah, it was It was as of yesterday. I don't know if it'll stay. It probably is coming out of theaters today because okay. it'll be on Netflix. So. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Didn't the know other one is that. very interesting. It's Billy Porter's directorial debut. Um, and it's called Anything's Possible. It's over on Amazon Prime. And it's fascinating because it is a straightforward high school romance, which I don't think these are the greatest movies in the mm -hmm. world. I mean, they're kind of notable for having cute young people and then sure. a lot of times some pretty bad acting around them. Yeah. But it's notable that the actress who falls in love is a trans woman. Mm -hmm. And that is not played up as a, she's a murder victim or a suicide. It's played right. up, she's just an average kid. And I think that's kind of fascinating because you just don't see that very much. Um, I think it's Billy Porter, you know, uh, directing and I think he is proving to be pretty good. I think 
the main actor and actresses are pretty good actors as well. Okay. I think there's some really nice stuff be, uh, between kids and their mothers. Um, okay. It's, it's kind of a fun thing that we're giving the mothers their due to. And you have some notable actors, Renee Elise Colesbury in particular, playing mm -hmm. uh, Kelsa's mother. I think she's pretty good. But I think there is also some really bad acting among the supporting characters. Um, and it's one of those films that, you know, once you get out of high school, these things that are the end of the world just don't mean anything right. to grown-ups anymore. It's like, yeah, I'm, you'll be fine, mm -hmm. kid. It's all right. So, But I, I do appreciate that it's a love story with, you know, from a different point of view. And it's one that it straddles that line is, well, this is a movie about a trans woman or about a love story? And it's trying to say, no, this is a movie about this young woman falling mm -hmm. in love and then just she just happens to be trans and how that affects that so I, I think it's really it's certainly better than than the gray man <laughs> if you say so no I'm kidding how many stars did you give this one uh, I didn't actually write up my review on this one but I'd probably give this I'd probably give this two and a half three stars out of four okay put you on the spot there for that yeah, one exactly. but that's Amazon Prime correct that's Amazon Prime so. okay well good to see you like you mentioned sometimes you watch those movies and the acting is a little yeah, they're shaky. not always great. So. But hey, before characters. we go, though, remember this You are weekend, excited about this one, I know, of course. Exactly. I gave you time. I wanted to make sure I gave you time to mention this one. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, yep. which when I went to film school is one of the first courses we took. Mm -hmm. We spent all this time going over this movie, writing papers on German expressionism. Uh, it's a, an old silent film. It's a classic. A lot of people have never seen this one. But the real reason you're going to see it this time is because we have four local composers mm -hmm. who have written music for this. Remember the old-timey movies where you'd have a piano player down right. front playing? Well, this time they've done that. And actually the title cards are in English as well before they were in German. So, look, I, I think this is just kind of a fun piece of film history. But I think mm -hmm. it's really cool that we've got local musician composers yeah. writing the music, trying to do something creative. I think it would be really nice to get out and support those guys. So and kind of adds a different element to just going to the movie theater and watching yeah, exactly. something. You kind of get that live Plus it's at music. the Jefferson Theater. And so, and no offense to our friends at the Tinseltown or the Hollywood. Or sure, sure. But it's kind of nice to go to an old movie house. I mean, yeah. the Jefferson was a theater and a movie house at one time. And it's kind of nice to go to this beautiful theater that we don't get to see a lot. Very unique so. experience. No, do we know how much tickets are? Anything like uh, that? I want to say they're like 10 bucks. They're not too bad. So. Okay, not too bad. And I know it is not rated. Oh, can you just say five? That's what it says down there. All right. Okay, five, so, so $5. There you go. Even cheaper. Not rated. Even better. Kids okay to come? I mean, it's German Expressionism. It's kind of scary. It is a, okay. you know. Maybe uh, no. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, compared to what we see today in a PG-13 yeah. movie, it's nothing. Yeah, so That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Sean, for coming today. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the winner this week. Nope. Nope, probably. Say yep to nope. That's say what I, yep to every nope. Every critic's going to say, say yep to nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go.